Just a quick reminder, if you've been trying links that I've mentioned on any of these recent episodes of the show and they don't work, technology changes and some of the things we offer change. So what we've decided to do is put everything that's current over at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. And anything that isn't current probably won't work. So if you're having trouble with a link that doesn't work, that's probably why. Head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Or if you're following along at photobizhelp on Instagram, it's the link in the bio. So I signed up for an online $30 blog class. And the one thing they said was consistency, 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 consistency. And so I got that message right away. Actually, that was never my challenge. I, I committed to a one-year project. I was going to do it every day for a year. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally, are what I want to share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. This week was such a joy for me. I am chatting with Mary Jo Hoffman. She is an absolutely incredible artist. She takes found items in nature, does these gorgeous flat lays. She's been featured all sorts of places, including Martha Stewart Magazine and a lot of local places. If you're familiar with her work, you can find links to not only her Instagram, which you must, must, must check out, and all of her other things in the show notes. But today we're talking about a couple of really important to photography subjects. The first being the barrier to entry, which I've talked about before, but really exploring what you need to get started and what you don't need to have a successful photo career. That's one of my favorite topics. And then we're going to talk a lot about inspiration, finding your style, exploring consistency and commitment to things, and how to just get better. So I really, really loved this interview. I think you will too. And stay tuned because it will be uninterrupted after this quick word from the folks who support the show. So if you're like most photographers, you probably didn't go into business for paperwork. Does the chaos of invoices, emails, to-dos make you a little crazy? Well, that is where 17 Hats comes in. Their all-in-one, mobile-friendly platform organizes your entire business. 17 Hats handles things like time-sucking tasks, payment reminders, capturing leads, and scheduling your meetings. With 17 Hats, important emails go out automatically. Quotes, contracts, and invoices, click, click, paid. So it's a small wonder that thousands of photographers swear by 17 Hats. You'll free up so much time from day-stealing to-dos. It's like you've cloned yourself. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, which is obviously photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it. So why not clone yourself with 17 Hats? Visit 17hats.com to learn more with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. That's 17hats.com with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. Well, hi, Mary Jo. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you. I'm honored and flattered. 
Yeah. Well, likewise, um, I've been a huge fan of your work. I, we talked about this a little bit uh, just a few minutes ago, but just uh, finding you on Instagram and then just going down that rabbit hole of the gorgeous work that you do. And we're both in Minnesota, which, you know, not everyone listening is. And, and maybe we'll just kick it off by having you in your own words describe the sort of work that you do. And, and then we can kind of go from there. Sure. So I, <laughs> how to start? I take <laughs> nature photos. I started 10 years ago, a daily practice of photographing found nature every day that I would carry home when I, after I was walking my dog and then I would put it on a white background or a black, but most 90% of the time a bright white background and then, you know, do a flat lay or a portrait of the specimen or collection and photograph it and post it. So it's a super highly stylized photography. It's a very highly stylized form of nature photography. It's started as a personal project, a personal creative project, a daily project. And in my mind, it was a one-year project. So I started it January 1st, 2012. Wow. You know, it's 10 years. Yeah. So 2012. And, you know, I, I don't know what I was thinking doing a nature, found nature photography. In my mind, it was a one-year project. So you start one-year projects in January, you know, on January 1st. Well, in Minnesota, it's three feet of snow in January 1st. So like, it was just like a crazy, you know, challenge to start found nature in Minnesota in January 1st. But I wasn't even thinking about that. I just was, it was a one year project. I started January 1st and it was going to go to December, but by halfway through the year, and I was posting it to a blog, which, you know, when I started, I had to Google what is a blog. I mean, I knew nothing. It was just all just a very personal project. And then six months into the project, it just weird. It, it got a lot of press. And so by June, Martha Stewart Living Magazine had called and said, can we do a feature? And it was just crazy. So, but they came and I said, sure. So they came in July, but they were going to feature me the following July, you know, in the May, they shoot in July for the year, sure. the year next July. So in my mind, when the end of the year came, you know, I was going to be in Martha Stewart that next July, I felt like I had to keep going because they couldn't feature a blog, you know, something that was done. So I just kept going. And then that one thing led to another. Once you're in Martha Stewart, then, you know, all the local magazines said, who is this person? Why don't we know about her? And, and so then they wanted to do features. And so one thing led to another. And and here I am 10 years later doing a daily photographs of highly stylized daily photographs of found nature. <laughs> so That's so cool. I yeah. talk a lot about um, sort of commitment to projects. Uh, I've talked about it on the podcast. This being one of them, when I started this, mm-hmm. I said, I'm mm-hmm. going to do this for a year every Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. Listeners know that I also do tarot readings, which is a whole other random thing that I do. But I started that going, I'm going to do this for a year every Monday or whatever. Yep, and, yep. and I can completely relate to that because it really does keep you going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you get momentum. And I don't know when I started, I didn't know what a blog was. And so I, I was Googling, you know, it was back in eBlogger day. What is eBlogger? What is WordPress? You know, like I didn't know anything. So I signed up for an online $30 blog class. And the one thing they said was consistency, 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 consistency. And so ah, I got yeah. that message right away. But I mean, actually, that was never my challenge. I, I committed to a one-year project. I was going to do it every day for a year. But, you know, I'm do, I've am i done it every single day for 10 years now. So that like 
I guess you could call like consistency one of my superpowers. Like I've never missed a day. I mean, I'll go on vacation and I'll preload. I used to actually bring my camera and keep doing it daily from wherever I was. Sure. But sometimes now, you know, I'm just traveling. You know, you're, the whole day is in transit. So there's no time to yeah. make a photo. So I will preload for two or three days while I'm traveling. I'm glad you answered that question. I was like, what do you do when you travel? And yeah, I'll pre I'll preload for a day or two. And then what I like to do is take, you know, make photos from wherever I am, because the whole idea is sort of being attentive to your surroundings and living in a heightened state of awareness, you know, so I like to do it. If I'm going to be anywhere for any length of time, I'll bring my camera. Yeah. And, you know, I use a white background and at home I use a I'm very, very, very low tech. And at home, I just use white poster board or a white diffuser or a transparent diffuser as my white background. But I can use a white sky. I can use a white t-shirt. My husband, a lot of times I'll say to my husband, wow. you know, hold this against your, against your belly, you know, because he's got a white t-shirt on. So I can use anything white, you know, an open page in my journal, whatever, whatever is white works. So anyway. Well, I'm just I'm taking a note to come back to that because I don't want to forget a couple of the things you said, but I am really curious. You said that consistency is your superpower. And for listeners of the show, I end almost every episode with remember and everything you want to achieve. Consistency is key. So it's something I coach on a lot. And it's yeah, yeah. It's annoying because a lot of people it's not their superpower, you know, and it's something that's I get it. Challenging I for get people. It. But yeah. what what would you say is a challenge for you if consistency isn't one? Since you started this, I mean, it's been 10 years. What have you bumped up against that that is? Uh, that's a really good question. So it started as a daily creative project. So I had, haha, I have two kids. When I started the project 10 years ago, they were little kids. Now they're kids in college. So like, you know, 10 years in children's life is a long time. So yeah. I think, well, my son's 18. So he was eight when I started um, the project. And so... I had conceived and designed the project to fit around a busy family life. So it had to be easy. It had to be low tech. It had to be portable. I didn't want this daily challenge to disrupt family life. We liked our family routines. I wanted it to fit within them. And so I, when I conceived the project, that was part of my, you know, my, part of my constraints. And, and then that ended up being super important because I, you, I couldn't, do it for 10 years if it was if it was difficult. You know, I think that's such an important point to make to anyone listening that wants to do anything is myself included is like if you're going to try, you know, a good example is like New Year's people make all these resolutions. Right. And it's completely disruptive to what they've been doing forever. Like I'm going to go to the gym for 7 days right. a week and then like they last like, you know, 2 days and it's like so I think that like, and same with the stuff I mentioned, like it really fit in well with what I was doing and the podcast yeah. is portable. So like when I was traveling, whatever. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because that's, I mean, that's a real thing. Like if you're going to try and undertake something for a year or more and like it's totally not in your routine. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge and you're going to resent it and you're going to hate it. And yeah. So what happened is I, you know, designed it to be super easy and I picked nature. Actually, I wanted to do one of these daily projects. You know, they 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 were all the rage a while ago. People still do them, the 100-day challenges and stuff. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan for unlocking creativity because when you have that daily commitment, yeah, yeah. It, it just completely turns off the inner critic because you have to 
you know, you have to create something and it doesn't also when you're doing it daily, like not every day has to be great. Like it just has to be good enough. And then, you know, then you get the, all those pleasant mm-hmm. surprises when you do make something really great. And it happens more often than you'd think, you know, once you get rolling. So I'm a huge fan of the daily practices. But back to your original question is, what what's my challenge? So when I started Still, the project's called Still, S-T-I-L-L, like Still Life. And the blog where I post the images is called Still Blog. And when I started, it quickly became a whole lifestyle. Like I didn't anticipate this at all, but it became this state of living and heightened awareness because every day I had to find something new to photograph. So it started with, you know, oh, I have to walk the dog every day because we had a puggle puppy and they're just highly neurotic little dogs. And um, so he was better if we walked him. And so, okay, I walk the dog every day. I live in this nature setting. I have about five trails I walk daily or, you know, pick, pick one of them. They're all on the edges of lakes. And um, so, okay, I, you know, what I have access to is nature and I, I happen to love nature. You know, I was one of those people that had, you know, windowsills full of beach rocks and all that kind of stuff. So I'll do nature. It turns out like, I like it just suddenly my eyes were wide open. Every time I'm walking a dog, I'm looking what's changed, what's new. I've already done cattails and milkweed. So I have to, you know, I have to go beyond the obvious and start looking at the less obvious or the, the, the quieter things that are going on on the trails. And it just became this just really lovely lifestyle that, I didn't want to stop. So, you know, yes, I kept getting features in magazines that I felt like I owed it to the magazines to continue the the practice, but I didn't want to stop. It was a great way of living in, in the world was to be, you know, that attentive all the time to my surroundings. I was learning a ton. So anyways, my biggest challenge hasn't been the consistency and hasn't been sort of the enthusiasm for the work. Cause I, you know, nature is it's never not interesting. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like it's, I could do this for a thousand percent for a thousand years and still does not, and still not run out of stuff to notice. Right. I mean, so in Minnesota, it's so interesting too. I was just noticing I have these little like ferns curling up in my yard and like every day right now, this is May as we're recording this. I mean, every day there's something you're like, Oh my gosh, yeah, the fiddleheads are, I'm just like, they're, they went from zero to nine inches tall in the last two days. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm watching them. <laughs> I photographed a lot of fiddleheads. I love photographing ferns. Anyways, a lot happens really fast in Minnesota in the springtime. We have such a shortened spring. And so I actually get a little overwhelmed. So back to my biggest challenge. My biggest challenge sure, has been, sure. it's, I've been doing this for 10 years. My biggest challenge has been, how do I evolve the project into something new? So came out of the box with this thing that I had designed to fit into my lifestyle. And then I ended up loving it more than I could have imagined. But now I've been doing it for years. Now I am, I did, I am working with a publisher and I'm probably going to do a book about these first 10 years of still. So I will be doing it for a a little bit yet longer yet (laughs) because of that. But at the same time, you know, it's, it was a very stylized style. My style is very stylized. It's a flat lay, but it's very it's kind of graphic. It's kind of modern. It's kind of, it's not like, I don't do, I don't do mandalas, for example, which like on Instagram is really pop- popular to do nature compositions with flowers and leaves and stuff. That's not my style. I don't do, 
what I, I'll say, I don't do pretty. I mean, that's not, I like, I look for beauty. Right? That's not true. <laughs> I, know, I know my pictures are, are I, I think some of them are really beautiful, but it's not, you know what I mean? Anyway, it's, I, I don't know. I oh, totally. I know exactly like, what you mean. It's not super feminine. Is that, would that be fair? Like I, you know. I mean, I think you just use so many different materials that it's hard you know I think if you were just using flowers it would be a different vibe yeah but you yeah. just you're using everything stones and beach glass and you know nests right and whatever I can find and- yeah so anyway it's a very it's a very stylish but I you know I would like to do so I've done this 10 years I have this huge body of work I'm really proud of it but for the last several years am I stuck am I repeating you know now I want to gather it all together in a book I'm really excited about the structure of the book. I was introduced recently to this concept of 72 micro seasons that the, the Japanese and Chinese have, which I had been evolving to in my own just by being that attentive. And so um, I'm, the structure of the book is going to be around, you know, 72 micro seasons and, instead of oh, the four cool. seasons that we're used to. And we think of, you know, by being that attentive for 10 years had come to the same conclusions myself only to find out that I don't know it was like 500 years ago how long, I have I forget the details but you know a thousand years ago 1500 years ago the, the Chinese and Japanese had a 72 micro season calendar and I'd come to wow, the I same conclusions that. That where in nature things happen like the fiddleheads perfect example you know because they there's about a five-day season those are those guys are going to be up and unfurled here in the next five days right so they're fiddleheads for about five days and then they're fern fronds you know what i mean yes exactly so the this whole idea that things happen in these sort of really natural five-day about five-day windows some days it's three some days it's seven but i had started to notice we just you know, here in May in Minnesota, we just, the maple trees had just blossomed, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know now after 10 years, but it took me years to learn this, that as soon as I see them blossoming, I only have three days, maybe five before they're gone. Yeah. You know, I know that when I notice them driving up to the grocery store, oh, the the, the maples are starting. They start at the top of the tree and work down. So I can't ever get the first ones. I have to wait until I can reach a branch. Of course. But I know that I have about three days to capture that. You know what I mean? So anyway, yeah. so the 72 micro seasons was really exciting for me. So I'm not answering your question about challenges. The question is, how do I, that's about the book and the 72 micro season, but like my challenge right now, and it has been for several years is I've done this big body of work. I'm super proud of it what do I do next? Do I, do I evolve it? Do I evolve it in something similar, but different? Or do I just like, okay, that was fun. Put a bow on it. And then like do something totally different, you know? I can totally understand that challenge. And I think for myself, this is my 12th year full time doing photography and I did 10 strong years of weddings and that was how I kicked everything off. And I, I don't do them anymore, but just over the years, even with this podcast, actually, this is over 300 episodes, like in my longer running projects, that is also a a huge challenge for me is that I get, you get really good Mm -hmm. at something, you have a routine, you have like a a way of doing it. And then it's like, well, this is cool. But that like, I think that like creator in you and like that, right? It's like, like, how do I evolve? Like, or yeah, do I just leave it? Or do I, you know, right, I can understand that challenge a lot. 
Yeah. I mean, I read, a, I read a ton of artist biographies and, you know, you can look at artists and see that they do, they do both. You know, I like, part of me is like, well, I'll just be the crazy cat lady. I'll just do this for the next 20 years and I'm going to have 30,000 images. You know what I mean? And I'm just going to be, that's yeah. just what I'm known for. And that's my thing. I could be totally happily happy doing that. Thanks again for listening. Again, all of Mary Jo's links are in the show notes. She's on Instagram at Mary Jo Hoffman. Check it out, please. It's really inspiring, amazing stuff, especially if you're a nature lover like me. Stay tuned for part two of this interview on Thursday. And remember, in everything you want to achieve, consistency is key. One more quick reminder, if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, disorganized, check out 17 Hats. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it yourself. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash 17 hats to get 50% off your first year. 